Couple of Aces had early exits on Wednesday, and we look ahead to a weekend of streaming possibilities. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have but, not had uh, three cold brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball 15 for Thursday, September 24th. I'm Al Melchior, and this, everybody, is going to be the ultimate Michael Beller episode. <laughs> My last one of the season. <laughs> it is the last one of the season, yeah. It's not the ultimate Fantasy yeah. Baseball 15. It's the penultimate uh, for the this Penultimate, uh, but ultimate for me, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. We were just discussing that. Um, time just... Uh, doesn't even mean anything anymore, Michael. Yeah. But time uh, flies when you're playing one third of a season. <laughs> that, that's also a very good way of putting it. So, might not be the ultimate episode uh, for the regular season, but it is your ultimate episode. It's also going to be a giant episode. We got a lot of Giants news, so uh, we will get to that. We have a couple of big injuries, um, and maybe the last time we really dig into some streaming options uh, this regular season. So uh, that said, by the way, just to be very clear, um, just because it's the ultimate Michael Beller episode and the penultimate uh, regular season episode uh, doesn't mean there isn't going to be more fantasy baseball in 15. Uh, we'll take a short hiatus uh, after after the regular season, and we'll be back, um, you know, during the offseason uh, at a you know, little less frequent uh appearance but we'll be here so anyways let's get to it michael a couple of big injuries michael clevenger and max freed both both lifted from their wednesday starts early with mike clevenger it was the recurrence of his bicep uh tightness with max freed he uh tweaked his ankle trying to feel the bunt uh so the clevenger one definitely seems like a bigger deal but both are probably done for the regular season clevenger could be done just period for for 2020 um so there's nothing really fantasy relevant here for redraft leagues, but I do want to take the opportunity to talk a little bit about Max Freed. I mean, you and I have talked about Mike Clevenger. It seems like a lot this season. I think we, we have, we, you know, we're pretty well settled on, on who he is and, and what his value is in fantasy baseball. Max Freed. I, I think he might get overdrafted next year. I mean, he's had a, a just a tremendous season, even with giving up a couple runs and just his one in, inning appearance against the Marlins still an ERA just over two. Um, and yet when you look at the indicators, when you look at the ERA estimators, particularly XFIP and Sierra, it looks like he had maybe a slightly worse 2020 than a 2019. And what really made him take that apparent step forward, uh, prior to Wednesday start, he had not given up a single home run. He was the only qualified starter with that distinction. He's still, uh, well, going into his Wednesday start and probably still, Leads all starters with a 22.1% hard hit rate and an 87.5 mile an hour average exit velocity on flies and liners. Those are both just almost look like typos. They're so low. Um, so is that enough to, for us to draft Freed as a, as an ace or or maybe even as a number two starter next year? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of with you. And I would want to see those numbers be repeatable over multiple seasons I don't know if those are the best indicators to go off of I think that those could certainly be ones that uh, have some fluctuation over small samples and so I am not fully willing to buy that and you go back to 2019 and he was you know in the lower third of the league in exit velocity and hard hit rate so 
I am with you. I think uh, if you are drafting him based on 2020 alone, you are going to be overdrafting Max Freed. And that's not to say that he can't be a very good pitcher, real life and fantasy. I just think if we just take 2020 and carbon copy it over to 2021, you are going to be a little bit disappointed with where you end up on Freed. Yeah, because if you go, for example, to his plate discipline indicators on fan graphs, it's almost a carbon copy of the 2019 season. And, you know, given that's a third of a season, uh, you know, a little more than a third of a season, uh, you know, I'd, I'd lean towards those 2019 numbers, I think. But um, that'll be something we will certainly discuss and maybe argue about during the uh, offseason ahead. Uh, really more timely are some uh, injury updates that we have for you that may affect your lineup decisions this weekend. Trey Turner was scratched against the Phillies on Wednesday as of this recording. There is still not any disclosure of what the reason was for Turner being scratched. So that's obviously a big deal. Uh, what we do know is Carter Keboom was put on the IL by the Nationals. He's got a bone contusion in his left hand, so his 2020 is done. Uh, so you don't have to check back on that one. We, we know what his fate is for the regular season. Uh, Franchi Cordero was activated by the Royals. He started on Wednesday, so he's making his return from uh, Hammett bone surgery. I've seen him added in a couple of my deeper leagues. Is there uh, more appeal than that for people looking to add a bat this weekend? I don't think so. I mean, I think you have to be pretty deep league here. It's remarkable to me, you know, and, and just bouncing around my league, seeing who's still out there, who's still available. And we're talking pretty deep competitive leagues where you're still able to scoop up guys. And if you look at roster rates, you're still seeing, you know, someone like Robinson Cano comes to mind, who's just about like 45% rostered. And obviously your league is your league, and maybe that's not true in your league, but it's just an indication that someone like Franchi Cordero, even in this final four days of the season, is really still reserved for deeper leagues. And guys like him are really still just reserved for deeper leagues. All right. And uh, as promised uh, just a few minutes back, we do have a lot of Giants news and Giants updates. Um, and I think that'll figure into our discussion of streamers for the weekend too. So um, let's just lay out what's uh, going on here with the Giants let's roster. Do let's do it. Yeah, Mike Yastrzemski. um he did not start for the Giants, uh, although he was available off the bench. So he's still dealing with that calf injury. That's going to be like the, uh, you know, the Trey Turner situation. You just have to monitor that one day by day. But Wilmer Flores, uh, he sat now against two righty starters in a row. He's in an 0 for 16 slump. So didn't start on Wednesday for the Giants. And the the Giants don't have a projected, uh, excuse me, a projected lefty going against them until the last day of the regular season. That'll be Drew Smiley. Until then, it's, it's going to be all righties. So if you need to add a bat... Is Flores somebody that you can afford to drop at this point? I think he is. I think we have to assume he's not going to see much playing time against righties given where he's at and given the usage of late. And this is a team that needs every win it can get, right? Right there in the thick of that uh, NL wildcard race. Um, obviously not going to get second place in the West, but uh, they're in that group of teams with St. Louis and Milwaukee and Cincinnati all fighting for that last spot in the playoffs or last two spots in the playoffs. So uh, no time to mess around for this Giants team. I think we probably don't see Wilmer Flores until Sunday, if then, and that means he really has no place in the fantasy world the rest of the way. Yeah, and he's been one of those players who are like on um, on Wednesday's show, DVR and I, we talked about Dylan Moore, who's out for the season on the concussion IL and how he's been a real difference maker for people. Wilmer Flores has been a, a difference maker for me and probably for a lot of other people, but uh, not ending on the strongest of notes. And also another uh, 
player on the Giants roster, Luis Basabi, um, part of that outfield mix. He's on the injured list, so he's done for the regular season. He's got a hamstring strain. They've called up Steven Duggar. So just a lot of moving parts. You've had Alex Dickerson in and out of the lineup. Um, so really sort of different look here for the last days of the season. Is there somebody who can step forward with an opportunity for playing time? Austin Slater and Darren Ruff have put up really good numbers this year. But in spite of that, we just haven't been able to count on consistent playing time for either of them. And now with Duggar up, you know, maybe he's somebody to consider as well. So out of that mix, Slater, Ruff, Duggar, anybody worth pursuing uh, at this point? Yeah, playing time's a concern, but I still just look at what Austin Slater's done this year, and it's hard for me to not want him on my team, even knowing that playing time could be an issue. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, across 86 plate appearances, is carrying a 324, 442, 592 slash, five homers in those 86 plate appearances. Um, I am willing to roll the dice and bet that there's enough playing time here for his stats to be brought to bear. He's the guy out of this group that I want the most, even if I'm knowing I'm getting, you know, two, three starts out of him the rest of the way. Yeah, well, you know, that's that may be enough with uh, games uh, in the very low numbers at this point. And, uh, you know, Giants are going to, I think, loom large in terms of some of your streaming decisions, both in terms of on the Thursday slate and looking ahead to the three-day uh, weekend, if you know, include Friday and the weekend. So we're going to look at that and some other teams, some other players. Uh, first, we've just got a quick note here from our friends at Roman talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually it just gets brushed off or it's avoided altogether with excuses. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work, will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Baseball15. That's the word 15 spelled out. GetRoman.com slash Baseball15 and complete an online visit. Rectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Baseball15 today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash Baseball15 GetRoman.com slash Baseball15. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So let's get back to some Giants talk here, Michael. Um, in terms of Thursday streamers, let's let's talk about the hitters first because I see two possible opportunities here to stack up some hitters. Uh, one is with the Giants facing the Rockies and Chichi Gonzalez. This one pains me, Michael, because Chichi Gonzalez was so good a year ago this time. I had big hopes for him this year. Uh, it just hasn't materialized. Uh, so it might be an opportunity to stream some Giants hitters. And I would argue everybody in that lineup that's streamable, which to me is everybody outside of Mike Yastrzemski, who's just a, a must-start when healthy. So, yeah, I think uh, you're totally right here. 
Yeah. Anybody in particular that stands out? No, I think, um, you know, I think you're totally right here. I just think it feels as though Chichi Gonzalez is someone who you can really easily stream against. And I hate to say no, there's no one in particular who jumps out. But that's sort of the point of what we're doing here. It's, uh, it's the point I've made a few times this week. If you need pitchers, you need pitchers, and you're sort of at the mercy of who's available. If you need hitters, you just need hitters, bottom line. And I think this Giants lineup is just going to be able to stack up runs. So I would be looking in the middle of the lineup. I'd be looking specifically at what you feel you might need. Do you need power? Do you need runs? Right. It's sort of your categorical needs are going to determine who is more attractive to you. All right, so, you know, if you look at the middle of the order, Evan Longoria, maybe Donovan Solano, uh, if Austin Slater's in there, uh, certainly he would be good to stream if you can get him on your roster. And then the other opportunity I think you'll like this one is the Cubs hitters against Chad Cool. I think you and I both had some hopes for Chad Cool this year, particularly in terms of strikeouts, but uh, I think we both, well, I shouldn't speak for you, I have cooled off on Chad Cool. so... Oh, um, good one. Yeah, late season form here, right? <laughs> so uh, Cameron Maben, couple of doubles on Wednesday. If he's in the lineup, maybe he's somebody to get in your lineup. I think Jason Kipnis, we probably should have talked about him a little bit more than we have because he's been certainly much better than I expected. We've talked about David Bodie this week. Uh, Jason Hayward, he's been pretty good. Um, I think those are all candidates to get in your lineup if you can. Yeah, I agree with you totally also here. Um, you know, Kipnis has been, and he hasn't been anything to write home about exactly, but he's been you know better than the Cubs could have expected. And the Cubs have gotten some decent production out of second base between him and Nico Horner. Uh, so Kipnis has been an interesting guy this year and someone who uh, could fare well against Chad Cool, Jason Hayward, really probably one of the only, I would say there have been two Cubs who have exceeded expectations at the plate this year. One of them obviously is Ian Happ and the other one's Jason Hayward. It's been a very productive hitter from start to finish, and you know he's going to be in there for this Cubs team that is uh, still foundering here, trying to clinch that NL Central after a loss Wednesday. It's still not quite in their grasp, so I do think that uh, you're going to want to see pretty much the entire regular lineup out there for the Cubs, which is good news for all these guys going up against Cool. True enough. And flipping over to the pitching side, Alec Mills against that Pirates lineup, is that a pretty much a no-brainer? Yes, without question. Alec Mills has proved himself to be a very adept pitcher, can definitely take advantage of a bad Pittsburgh lineup. Okay, and probably a little bit more difficult of a choice, but somebody who could be available on waivers, um, and if he's on your bench, I think this is a prime opportunity to get him off your bench, and that's Martin Perez getting the Orioles. But, uh, you know, I think Perez maybe has put a lot of people off in fantasy because, um, you know, as usual, the strikeout to walk ratio hasn't been great, but he's been a good contact manager and a good uh, or, you know, a, a decent run preventer. Yeah, and uh, I hate to repeat myself, but hey, this is where we are. You need a pitcher. You need a pitcher. This is definitely one of the better ones in terms of matchup available to you this weekend. So we, we've certainly spent a lot of time talking about uh, some of the pitching options for the weekend. Uh, but we haven't really paid enough attention to the hitters. And there's kind of an interesting dilemma there because you have eight teams that have four games between Friday and Sunday because of a double header. So you've got the Padres and Giants facing each other. You got the Rockies and Diamondbacks. You have the Brewers playing the Cardinals. And then you've got the uh, Mariners and the Athletics. I would argue, though, Michael, that there's there's no, you know, just slam dunk out of those four game schedules. There's some pretty good pitchers in each of those series and on each of those teams. I think that the best place to look for streamers is actually the Tigers and Royals with a three game. Well, they've got a four game series, but it extends back to Thursday. But I think that that Friday, Saturday, Sunday 
for uh, the Royals. Looks awfully good. They've got Spencer Turnbull, Matthew Boyd, and Tariq Skubal. Um, so uh, I went and put in a bid for um, Michael Franco. And uh, you know, I think there's some, some possibilities there. Yeah, nothing like riding uh, some Kansas City Royals to a fantasy baseball championship in a 60-game long season. That really would be the perfect <laughs> ending to what has been just the most bizarre baseball season of any of our lives. Why not? It seems fair. And, you know, we've given the, the rotation its due as well. So, uh, well, unfortunately, Michael, this is going to wrap up your ultimate episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. So I thank you for all the fantastic work this uh, season and uh, looking forward to uh, when we can do this again. Yeah, right back at you, Al. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, so uh, to all of you out there, if you are listening to this podcast on a platform that lets you leave a rating and review, you know we love it when you take the time to do that. We thank you very much. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melkier, and we will be back here on Friday. Friday.